Listen, if you're listening to this, thank you. You have no idea how thankful I am for you guys to take time out of your day, especially with the millions and millions of podcasts out there, that you guys are are choosing to let me ramble in your ears. So thanks for that. It really does mean a lot. Fresh back, freshly back from Disneyland. I know this is shocking to... Uh, to those who listen regularly. Uh, God, I love that place. Uh, I mean, I, I loved it before I had kids, but now I pretty much just go there and just do whatever the kids want. And that is, that is a-okay with me. That's all I care about. I just want them to have fun. Like, I don't really, I don't really care what rides would go on and stuff like that, but as long as they're having a blast, I am also having a blast. I'm tickled pink, is what they, as they say back in the olden days. Um, yeah, we go. We pretty much do the same. Pretty much do the same rides. Pretty much go to the same shows, um, because I got a five and a two year old, and they can only go on, you know, certain rides, or at least the the five year old's only down to go on certain rides. She gets she gets scared kind of rather easily. However, this time we went. We went with my brother, and uh, his family, and they and he has uh, two little kiddos. I think they're 10 and 7, I believe. Maybe they're 9 and 7. I can't remember. They're somewhere around there. And uh, whenever they're around, uh, our 5-year-old gets a little more ambitious and she's a little more, uh, okay, I'm going to go with the flow. And so um, she did go on a couple, 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 like two or three rides, actually. She doesn't normally typically, or typically go on. So I was proud of her for doing that. Plus, it's a good change of pace for, uh, for old pops, uh, you know, instead of going on Small World seven times in a day. Um, I'll tell you one ride that never both kiddos love is the Disney California Little Mermaid ride. Holy crap. I mean, we go, we usually, if we hit that thing, we're hitting in like sets of three, right? We hit that thing three times in a row. Then we go and do something for a few hours, come back and then hit it like two or three more times. They love, they both love that ride. Uh, it's freaking adorable. It's super cute. Um, one thing I noticed when I'm uh, when I'm at Disneyland, and that's, this doesn't just hold true to Disneyland. This holds true to a lot of damn things. But whenever I'm standing in lines, I never ever feel. I'm not. I'm talking like nine point five times out of ten, the people behind me are like two and a half inches from me. Like they're on top of me. I don't understand. <laughs> like. I'm very aware of like the distance from the person in front of me. I try to leave like like a good uh, 24 inches, you know, of separation between me because we're not going anywhere, right? I mean, literally not going anywhere. We're just standing in line, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give everybody a little bit of space. But I'm not even kidding. It doesn't it, for some reason people are always right on my ass, right on my ass, and then I try to do the thing where like I'll slowly take one step up. And like, so now I'm like in a wider stance kind of thing. For, so I keep my original position with my back foot and then I'll kind of slowly drag that back foot up to try to create a little bit of room. Nope. Doesn't matter. They're freaking on it. They like, Oh, you moved, uh, you moved three and a half inches. Well, I got, I got to go three inches right next to you. And so constantly just getting bothered. You know, it's, it's, it's minor, but it's like, it's just enough for like, you know, the, your back is just getting kind of brushed against or like, 
stepping on the back of your shoe. It it's I mean it's definitely first world problems, but I'm always like, why? Why do you have to be like right on me? Like hello, I feel like it's every single time I go somewhere that has lines, and it happens at Disneyland all the time, and I usually cut. Uh, you know, if it's like a little kid or something, I usually cut them a little break because shit, my, even my kiddos do it. They get like right up on people. I have to tell them, hey, you know, like leave some space, you know, like don't have to be right next to someone. So I usually don't, I usually don't get too upset if it's like a little kid. But man, if it's like, if you're like 14 or older, uh, you're pissing me off is basically what I'm saying. And so I just don't get it. I don't understand why people have to be so freaking close, man. Like just on top of me. Anywho, um, that was pretty much the only downs- downside. <laughs> Everything else was magical at Disneyland. Actually, I shouldn't say that. If I, if, I, if I may, if I may complain. Probably one of the most uh, ride breakdowns I've ever experienced. There was a buttload of ride breakdowns. And then like tw- uh, two or three times it happened when we were actually in line for like 30 plus minutes. You know, you get closer and closer to the front and then boom, ride breaks down. But uh, I, again, I'm really not... Overall, great time, magical time. Um, plus, I got to spend time in Star Wars Land, which is amazing too. Um, what else is new? Oh, I got a, we got a new pool service here at the Casa. Um, we've had a pool. Okay, so here's the backstory. We had an amazing pool service for like three years. One of my buddies owns a owns. I think he still owns. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he sold or not. But he owned or owns a pool company that provided uh you know pool maintenance service and everything and he hooked me up he gave me like the full the full service shebang for like 30 or 40 bucks a uh, a month it was amazing basically just like pay me for the supplies and i'll uh i'll hook you up so dope anyways pool service is amazing for like three or four years um all of a sudden like they changed their um like their policy of like we're just going to service pools we build from now on so i'm like all right cool so we had to find a new 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 pool service and I ended up paying like 90 bucks a month or $95 a month for this new pool service. And this pool service, F and blowed. I guess I didn't get the full package thing, but I'm like, they would come once a week. And I swear to God, the guys that, that would come, they would be here for like 75 seconds and they'd be gone. And I'm like, what do you do? Like, what, what am I paying you for? I didn't mean, the water was never like, um, you know, like uh, gr- like uh, uh, green <laughs> or grungy, huh? and I know there's a different word to use this, but you know, it wasn't all like it was, it was swimmable-ish. But um, man, there was always like this weird layer of film at the bottom all the time. Uh, they would never sweep, um, which I think they kind of told me that and being like, hey, the service we're giving you right now, I'm not going to sweep. Okay, my that's fine, but. Um, the pool we have also has three pumps, like ones for like the little waterfall. And then like, I don't know what the other two are. We have like a, um, we have like a built in pool cleaning thing that sh- like the, that has a little jet to the bottom of the pool that kind of like, it's a, the, in theory, it's supposed to like jet the water and push all the debris down into this little vacuum thing at the, at the deep end. Uh, when it's working, it works great. But, um, I just like, and I just found this out because I, I, we hired a, we hired a new pool service and I also was starting to clean out all the little like, um, filters and everything. They never touched the filters. So they never touched the filters. They never checked the, the pumps. I think they just came and like poured some shit in their pool. That's about it. But I'm like 90 bucks. I feel like you're not, I don't know. 
I feel like it was getting hosed. Like the pool, the pool is bad enough that it was not so like it could not swim in it. I think I said earlier that a second ago it was swimmable, but it was it really wasn't swimmable. Like uh, again, there was no like mildew or like green slime, but it was dirty enough where like we I wouldn't I wouldn't swim in it. It was getting it was getting kind of gross. Um, but uh, uh, so anyways, yeah. So the old old pool service blew. This new pool pool service came in, and man, like. In one day, they freaking vacuumed the bottom of it, changed out all the new filters, just did like a whole, the guy, the, the first day the guy was here, he was here for like maybe two or three hours, but the pool is looking pristine. It is looking very nice. And I'm very, and also paying, we're paying a little bit more, but dude, well worth it. It's like, at least it's clean and swimmable. Anywho, um, which also led to the other house problem we had. Come to find out, because we have solar in our house, come to find out. Uh, there is no, it was not connected since August of 2021. So we have not been, uh, we have not been getting solar benefits for, uh, for like a year or close to close to a year. And I guess it's our fault. <laughs> I guess it's our fault. Well, here's the thing. They always take, uh, they always like do the direct deposit there, not direct deposit, but like, um, you know, automatic withdrawals. And it's always kind of like the same price ish. And so as long as nothing like kind of raises like a big uh, red flag, well, then I don't really like, I don't really give it a, like a, I don't do a deep dive on the, uh, on the bill itself. However, we've got the re-up. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar or if you guys have solar, if you guys experience the, experience the uh, re-up situation, but it was like three times as much <laughs> as what it's been in the past. And I was like, what the hell happened here? And then, yeah, so then we finally called PG and they told us, yeah, your solar has been working for like nine months, 10 months. Um, and uh, um, so we finally got a guy out here. They finally got that turned on. So that's all working now. Sorry, I'm getting like, I'm getting blown up on text right now. So I'm trying to like multitask. I keep getting distracted. I apologize. Um, but yeah, so our solar was out. Um, wasn't working for a year ish um and we got hit with a big old fat doozy bill so that was uh that sucked that really sucked but um also um i've been listening back to some of my podcasts that i've been doing with like guests and stuff and boy boy do i swear boy do i swear a lot um i don't know how i feel about it because i don't really like i don't care that i swear and i don't really, like really i don't really care that people hear me use cuss words but I also don't want it to, I don't want it to be like distracting. So I'm like trying to figure out the balance of like, cause that's pretty much, I mean, if you're listening to my podcast, that's how I just talk in general. I cuss a lot when I'm just naturally talking. Um, and I have to be kind of cautious of, uh, how much I'm swearing sometimes where if I'm in, in doing one situation I'm in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering if, um, if you guys listen to this and if you guys want to like DM me and let me know, is my, is my swearing? My cussing, distracting. <laughs> and if I asked my wife, I'm all because she listened to the last couple episodes. I'm like, do I? Am I overly cussing? I don't want to go too far just because just to cuss for the sake of cussing. I, I mean, I honestly don't try to do that. I just just how I how I naturally talk. I have a filthy, filthy, whorish mouth. Um. Oh yeah, somebody somebody DM me the other day, really upset about one of my videos or I can't remember it was a meme or something 
Um, man, this this guy was uh, this guy was not pleased. Um, yeah, you know, apparently I'm super racist. Apparently I'm super uh, sexist. You know, all those good things you get labeled these these days. And I just want to say that I literally all I want to do when I'm making content is try to make you guys laugh. That's all I'm trying to do. And so I like to make fun of everybody and everything. So I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't want to pick a side. I just want to pick the side of funny. So like if the, you know, if the joke's on a white person, then I'm the joke's on the white person. The joke's on an Asian person, the joke's on the Asian person. And if it's on a male, if it's on a female, like it doesn't matter what it is. I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really think, I don't even give the, that, that too much of a thought. Cause I'm like, I just go, where's, where's the joke? What's the funny thing? And so it's, it just blows my mind because I feel like if you're, and, and I guess I'm giving a bit of a doubt if it's like the first time they're seeing like a video of mine or something. But if you happen to follow my stuff for a period of time, you should, or, you know, even if you take the time to look through a couple, you know, handful of posts I do, I'm, I'm. I feel like I just try to make fun of everybody and everything all at once. Like, you know, I'm obviously CrossFit, uh, is, you know, heavy with my stuff and I make fun of CrossFit all the time. Um, so yeah, I'm just, it's, I, all I want to do is make you guys laugh and I find it so puzzling how angry people get <laughs> when you're making a joke, uh, you know, on their behalf or at their expense. Um, man, and to some people, some people just have a very difficult time either laughing at themselves or being made fun of. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and you know, I've, I've been doing this long enough where I, when I get these messages, they don't really, they initially like it. it I'm not going to lie. It'll, it'll bug me for, it'll bug me for a second, but I'm very quick to get over it because I'm just so, I'm so used to it. Cause these, these kind of messages, I probably get them maybe two or two or three times a week, I'll get somebody mad about something. <laughs> Some people message me mad about something. Um, so again, I'm kind of used to it, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm always like, man. And when, when in, I'd say 90% of the time when people message me, I'm like, wow, I was not even, my brain was not even there with what you're offended by or what you're upset about. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, 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 again, I like to make, the, I like to make fun of everything and everybody. And I think, there shouldn't be anything off limits. I don't think anything should be, I don't think really anything should be, uh, you know, like that's acceptable to me, make fun of, but this isn't acceptable to make fun of. Like, I don't believe in that. I think that's not, I don't think that's, unless it's not being fair. It's just not being equal. It's just, if the joke's there, the joke's there. Like, you don't, you shouldn't pause or hesitate because you're like, Oh, Oh, you're not supposed to joke about that. It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's funny. It's funny. Or, you know, at least if you're trying to be funny, it's like, you know, if you're trying to go for the joke, that's all it's just, it's, it's as innocent as that. And it's, uh, it really bums me out when people try to read into it more than, than that, you know, or, or get like, man, get very, very, uh, their feelings hurt big time. Um, I think Tink Sinatra did a post I've, I've shared it a few times too, where it's like said something like, um, sorry that to offend you with my totally made up joke. A person that I've never met or something, something like that. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just a made up joke. And obviously I don't, it's not directed to you personally, person who's watching or reading my, you know, my, my comedy. 
Anywho, um, yeah, just know that. Just know that I like to make fun of everybody, everything. And I literally love everybody equally. Like, I don't, there's nothing. Your your gender, your race has no factor in to do how I perceive you or think of you. Or like, that's never, a, that's never like, that never factors in for me anyways. And so uh, I'm trying to. Try not to go down that rabbit hole right now because I don't want to. I don't feel like talking about right now. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll pivot. We'll keep going. We'll keep going down my list of stuff. Just know that. Um. Oh, I started playing catch with my five-year-old the other day, football, and uh, I kind of kind of forgot how much I love playing catch. Just simple catch. Uh, you know, I was played a ton of baseball growing up. Um, and man, you know, so much catch. <laughs> So much, so much catch is done as a, uh, as a young lad playing baseball. And, um, my older brother, he's four years older than me. We played a ton of catch, but man, it's like so therapeutic. Even like, you know, from time to time, like I have a buddy who likes to play this like long toss catch. And it's just like, man, I would, you know, people like to go to the bar and have a beer and talk with a buddy. I would play, I would much rather go play catch and just talk over a, over a game of catch then like uh they like go to a bar like that's totally my more my vibe and it's just like so therapeutic and i like anyways i was playing i was playing uh it was, you know she's five so i can only play you know i can only throw it so far and so and so uh, quick but this is the most interested i've seen her into like wanting to learn how to catch and then like, she was asking me like how to like how to properly throw it she, we we're playing with the football by the way and uh so I was like, oh, I'm like eating that up, you know, because I'm like, oh, I'll show you how to like grip the ball and like all this stuff. So that was fun. So we played for like, like 15 minutes, which is an eternity for, um, for her, for her attention span. And so, uh, that got me excited. I'm like, oh man, I hope she like, I ho- I'm hoping my, um, uh, I'm hoping one of my daughters is into sports for sure. I mean, like that's definitely a, a big passion of mine. And so, um, yeah, I, would, I, would, I just, man, it's for one, I had a blast finally like playing like a legit game of catch with my, uh, with my five-year-old, but also like it was a little nostalgic too. And I like kind of put me back as like a young kid. I was like, man, this feels good. I love this, like throwing the ball. It's like so simple, but it's like, like I said, very therapeutic. Um, next thing I saw is in the news. I don't know where I saw this. I don't know. Maybe it's like a Facebook page or some shit. I don't know. But a news story says that uh, here's the title of the news of the news story. Gen Z says American Pie movie is highly problematic. I guess this kind of goes back to what I was just talking about earlier with my um, me getting DMs on my shit. It's like, are we like? <laughs> I really wish I could be completely transparent with with you all about my what I really find funny and like the kind of comedy that goes back and forth, um, but amongst me and my friends and our chat groups, <laughs> our group chats, it's like, uh, like, it's like the, it's like the more, more offensive, the better. Really. I, I find it, I find it that is like, you're just trying to, um, you're just trying to in like well, me and my buddies, you're just trying to insult your buddy <laughs> as, as hurtful as possible, but you know, it's coming from a place of love. I don't know. It's hard to really explain it, but, um, 
yeah, just like the raunchier, the cruder, the more rated R, the better. Like those, that's like my, that's my comedy. I love that stuff. Like American Pie and like Hangover, like all those things. Man, those are movies I want to be like offended because I find that stuff hilarious. Um, and so, uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I just get so annoyed. I don't even really start reading the, uh, reading the articles because like for one, I just don't care that American Pie, when that movie came out, holy Messiah, that was like one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Uh, it still holds up too. I mean, the, the sequels are pretty funny too, but man, I think I saw, actually, I know I did. When I saw American Pie, I heard, I knew nothing about it. This is all, you know, these are the, these are the glorious uh, times that you can have. These are the moments that you will never be able to have again because of social media. So this is pre-social media. Uh, my buddy got premiere tickets to this movie. I was like, yeah, cool. Premiere, that's dope. I love going to like premiere. I don't, I don't really care what the movie is. If it launches, like, you know, it comes out on Friday, but you go see, you get to go see it like on a Monday or Tuesday kind of thing. I'm all sweet. So again, no, had no idea what this movie was. Uh, also side note, um, I also saw the premiere of, um, Blair Witch, same kind of scenario. Literally knew nothing about it. Uh, went and saw Blair Witch with a bunch of people that knew nothing about it. And when that movie was over, I've never been in such an eerie theater where everybody's just like, was that real? Was that like nobody knew it was real because nobody knew anything about this movie? Like, what the hell did we just watch? Was this a real like documentary? Like, did this really just happen? And that was like, and that's why Blair Witch to me holds up as one of the, like the scariest movies I've ever seen because of all that mystique about it, like not knowing, you know, there's like no social media, nothing, you couldn't find anything. I had again knew nothing about the movie, just went and saw it, and, and nobody in the theater knew what the hell was going on either. So it was like mind blowing. So everybody like freaked out. Um, so anyways, yeah, same kind of thing with American Pie. I went to the premiere, and uh, you know, obviously delighted by the hilariousness and. Uh, What's in the oh Stifler? God, that guy, Sean William was it Sean William Scott? Dude was fucking hilarious, hilarious movie. Um, and then the Shits Creek guy, the dad. Oh God, dude, that movie is like so amazing. And so, I don't know, Gen Z. Like, I don't know. Do they? Uh, do they? Do you guys laugh at anything? Does anything? <laughs> do you guys ever have? You guys ever just take it for what it is? You know, like um. I feel like those kind of things, they don't have to always, like, movies and shows don't always have to be setting examples or set or, like, doing what's right or whatever, you know, whatever you, whatever that is, whatever you think that doing the right thing is. It's like, it's just a movie. It's just a, it's just for entertainment purposes and, and you know, for fun. So it's like, <sighs> it really bums me out when I keep hearing, hearing these things. Like, people just, I wish the the, the, the sense of humor is just getting less and less these days, I feel like, which is just perfect for, uh, you know, for the things I like to do, the content I like to make. Um, oh, man, this is like, okay, I'm, going, I'm piggybacking this right into another negative story I'm going to bitch and moan about. But I saw the, uh, you know, the little, the new Little Mermaid movie that's coming out. They said that they're making uh, Eric, the, the you know, the, the main male lead, less aggressive and making him more like, I don't know, that's all that's all said less less aggressive and i'm like i have seen that cartoon you know 412 times i don't understand what the hell they're talking about (laughs) like that the cartoon eric i don't 
I, I don't understand what he's what I I don't think there's anything he's doing in that movie that makes him aggressive. If anything, I feel like Ariel is the is the uh, aggressive one because she's wanting to uh, you know she's kind of like throwing herself at him and wants him to kiss her or you know fall in love with her. So like, I'm like, what is what did Eric do that was aggressive? I feel like I'm trying to think. Honestly, I'm not. I'm I'm literally trying to figure out what it is in that. Or if there's a specific scene that took place in that cartoon where he was like being aggressive, I'm, uh, you know, like the boat scene, you know, where they're kind of like, where um, Sebastian's singing "Kiss the Girl." I thought it was like I thought that was like a sweet scene. Like he wasn't being too. I don't think he was being aggressive there. Um, Honestly, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So when I read that story, I'm just like, dear Lord, like. I want to know. I would. I would love to know what they're, what they're referring to. First of all, like, what is it? What moment or what part of that movie was Eric aggressive? And then it got me like I was. I was having this conversation with my wife. I was like, man, I don't know how. Because I know it's different nowadays. Because I, I um, dated and uh, you know married my wife pre like a lot of the uh, online dating stuff. So I've, I got to be honest. I don't really know hardly at all how the uh, online dating stuff really work. I mean, I know how it, like, works a little bit, but I don't really know, like, the, uh, what's it called? Like, the, uh, I guess, like, the culture or, like, the, like, kind of what all takes place in there. Like, what I mean, and what I mean by that is I'm, the conversation I had with my wife was, you know, when you, back in my day, when you showed interest in a girl, you know, you had to, like, kind of, like, pursue them a little bit. You know, it wasn't like the first time you meet them, you, like, throw... You know, you go all in. You like, you know, you show a little bit of interest. You know, you kind of like let them know, like, hey, I'm interested. You know, you maybe like flirt a little bit, and then like, you know, you progressively show more and more interest by like whatever that is, whatever your whatever your approach is. Um, you know, then you kind of like, you know, you go for it. Like, oh, I'm gonna ask her out or whatever. I'm gonna try to like do it. Or and same thing, even for like you're dating for a couple of times. You're like, I'm gonna uh, today's today's the day. I'm gonna try to go in and get a little smoochy smooch. You know, um, and so. When I hear stories like this, I'm like, are the are are guys just are? What are they allowed to do? <laughs> what are guys allowed to do to show interest that's not going to be taken as being like aggressive? And when I was talking about like the uh, the online dating stuff, because I have heard stories, you know, where like if a girl will say, and and boy, boy, guy or girl, I just I, I keep saying I keep using the uh, you know girls as an example. But because um, of the stories I've heard, like my wife's friends and stuff will say, you know, I told the guy no, and he keeps messaging me or whatever, or like, you know, maybe they went on a date, and then you find out like the guy's like driving by her house, like that. Okay, I get that. Yeah, no bueno, right? Not not cool, dude. But um, you know, Eric in this pres- this instance, the Little Mermaid Eric guy, he doesn't do <laughs> he doesn't do anything. So my uh, my concern is that this kind of like the constant uh, narrative of like, uh, you know, testosterone and men are bad and like over and over again. It's like these poor, these poor young, you know, boys and guys that are like coming up like, I don't even, they're probably so scared to do like anything because they're going to get labeled with some type of horrendous fucking, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to get labeled with, but it's like, 
and again, I'm keep going back to this about to back to Eric from Little Mermaid because I don't understand what he does in this movie that is that you would think, oh, geez, this guy needs to like back off. He's like way too aggressive to Ariel. He's like, he's a piece of crap. Um, so using that example, I and if I'm like a young young boy or you know guy, I'm like, well, if that's too aggressive, what's not aggressive? Does that make sense? I hope I didn't ramble and didn't ramble too much where I lost you. But anywho, that was my uh, that was my that was my two cents on that. Also, uh, I'm currently unemployed. This is recent, and um, I've been using Indeed for uh, trying to find a job. And uh, just breaking news, guys! Indeed fucking blows. By the way. Uh, because I've been, so like, it's been about 10 days, right? Where I haven't, I've been unemployed. And I, uh, I think in those 10 days, cause you know, once you set up your profile and you set up your resume and you set up all the shit, that's kind of, sometimes it's like, oh, you want to apply for this job? It's like a one clicker, right? So with that said, and there's, you know, then, then sometimes it's a one click, boom, you applied, right? Sometimes it's like, okay, one click. And then they'll ask like maybe two or three follow-up questions. So, okay, that's fine. I think sometimes it'll be, hey, you have to follow this link and go apply on their website. Anywho, so I've been down all those scenarios. So with all that said, I think I've applied. I'm not even. I'm not even exaggerating, you guys. I'm really not. Probably 150 jobs in the last 10, 11 days. I think I've gotten like 124 no's, and I'm like, huh? Because guys, my resume is fucking awesome. It is a it is a fantastic resume. It is impressive as shit. Um, even says it on the top. Hey, this resume you're reading is impressive as shit. That's my that's what I titled it as. Um, and so, uh, yeah, indeed, you guys fucking suck because I've never I've never applied at so many jobs in my life without even getting like a, um, you know, without even getting like a, can I get a follow up call? Can I get like a Oh, okay, maybe we're we're a little interested. We're gonna, you know, put you through the first round of interviews. No, freaking, just, just letting you know straight out. You know, you're a piece of crap. 150 times, basically. Um, so, anyways, yeah, indeed sucks. Um, the last the last couple companies I've worked at are Y Combinator companies. I don't know if you guys, maybe some of you do know and some of you don't know, but Y Combinator is like a um, I don't know, I guess it's like a network type of thing, but like um, Uber and uh, like Instacart and I believe Lyft too, they all went through like this Y Combinator thing. And so you have to be accepted to um, to go through this uh, YC, uh, this Y Combinator. Anyways, the last couple of jobs I've been, I've had have been with YC companies. And so um, I've applied with a couple more companies through there and they... They've showed, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're, so I've got a couple of interviews coming up with them, but it's just funny, like, I think I've applied, like, a three y, YC jobs in the last week, and they, I got two yes, like, two yes for, like, a phone, like, a phone, inter- like, an interview, <laughs> 100, 150, uh, 150 applications on Indeed with, like, 120 no's, okay, that's all, I just wanted to talk shit on Indeed, you guys really suck ass. Last but a lot least, Murph's coming up, and uh, pretty sure I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do full Murph. I'm not going to do full RX Murph. I'm still trying to decide on what I'm going to do. 
I've done, I've done full Murph vest with a vest and everything RX probably like eight times, at least seven times, seven or eight times I've done it. Every single time I do it, I'm wrecked every damn time for like two to three days. Every, everything just hurts. Like my body just is like, why'd you do this? You, you, you know how you're going to feel. So why, why do you keep doing this? And so, um, you know, fool me once, shame on, shame on the workout. Fool me twice, shame on my body. But, you know, fool you, fool me seven times. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> Absolute idiot. So I'm thinking I should not do RX Vest Murph. And I'm thinking about either doing, because I've also done Murph without a vest, and my body feels way better. But I've never done, um, I've never done half Murph. I'm thinking about doing half Murph with a vest. I think that might be my jam this year. That sounds way more pleasant because, God, it's a lot of work. Murph has a lot of damn work. Um, I think if you cut that workout in half, it's going to be, it, for one, you're still going to get an amazing workout and you're going to feel, I'm just going to feel so much better. Uh, but I've never, and I've never done it. I've never done half Murph. And so um, I'm thinking what's going to do this year. It's either, it's either going to be half Murph or no vest Murph. And I say that because when I get to the gym, I'm probably going to get convinced to do a full vested Murph because I'm an idiot. I'm thinking if I just start saying it now, you know, start laying the foundation, start telling people, hey, I'm only going to do half Murph. I'm only going to do half Murph. Then maybe when the time comes, I'll actually, I'll actually be smart and listen to my, uh, listen to my body and do half Murph. Uh, gosh dang it, guys. I just, I, I'm just, my body doesn't not like full vested Murph. It's just not a fan. Anywho, that's what I got for this week of a uh, Sunday cleanse. Again, I appreciate you guys. It's very therapeutic to me to kind of get in here and just kind of shoot the crap, even though I'm just kind of, I'm just in my little she shed right now. My whole family's sleeping. I'm looking out my my door in my backyard it's kind of it feels a little lonely but uh i know you guys are listening so that's what makes me feel good um and uh appreciate it appreciate it. oh yeah you know another thing i was to mention was this last week got good news from like a bunch of sponsors for the podcast which is exciting so uh, i'll start rambling off some uh, commercials some some ad rolls that was fun i think i got like three three or four actually coming up all at the same time too because I, I put together a deck recently like a sponsorship deck and uh shout out to john for make what's great again he kind of helped me with the uh, putting a deck together um and uh yeah i just kind of pitched it to just a ton of companies and um man i got a got a handful of them to say yeah so that's cool so anyways yeah i'm excited about that and um you know maybe the dream's coming true where this will just be like my full-time job. Um, just official podcaster. That'd be kind of surreal. Official podcaster slash t-shirt salesman. It's all because of you guys. I, I say that uh, tongue-in-cheek, but it really is. I mean, you guys are, um, you know, I make content for you guys. I'm glad you guys like it. And that's, so it's like, uh, hopefully it's like a win-win. And so, um, you know, whenever you guys 
listens to the show or like or comment or, you know, give me a follow, share it, buy a t-shirt, uh, hopefully click one of these ad links coming up. All that stuff is, uh, you know, you guys are all helping me, uh, making dreams come true. And, uh, I will never, ever take it for granted. I really won't. It's always, um, it's, it's awesome. I always, uh, I'm always kind of blown away by, you know, early in the podcast, I was talking about people that DM me with, uh, <laughs> with negative stuff. I get overwhelmingly DM'd with positive stuff. People saying like very nice things all the time to me. Um, never, never, ever get tired of that. Uh, and you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, um, the semis in, uh, California. Yeah. End of, end of May. And if you see me there, by golly, G gub, you better take a selfie with me. You better, you better, you better stop me and say what's up, because I am all about that. Plus, it's the only time I feel like a big deal is when I go to these CrossFit events and people want to like take a picture with me. Does it go to my head? 100%. Does it feel good? 110%. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you guys on the flippity flip. <laughs>